Now the people's on top And to a lot they in the underdog slot But the fact is they're the champs of the AFC North A playoff berth is what they got Ain't had a shot since it was 2015 Time to play like they've been here before Jamar Chase you can't ignore That's a grown man Thought you could slow him then realized he got his own plan Hey Cincinnati we been repping for the homeland Trying to turn off Hey how you guys doing? This is the producer from Brothers Comics Welcome to the Who Day Over 40 podcast A long time, long time from Cincinnati Bingo fans Today, everybody, uh, the Bengals win today. Go into Nashville again, beat the Tennessee Titans again, uh, 20 to 16 this time. Um, some similarities from the playoff game as well. Uh, and the fact that both of the games was boring, but we'll get to that here in a minute. Uh, nobody on the line tonight. If you're a long time listener, Hutch is usually riding shotgun with me, but uh, he is out in the streets is uh, what he actually said to me when it was time to record. So we didn't get a chance to get to it, but yeah. So let's go ahead and recap this game uh, together. Bengals moved to seven and four, uh, tied for first place in the division, but really in second place because of their poor division record at one and three. But if we're looking at playoff implications later on, and we'll swing around AFC North later on because the the Ravens uh, lost today. the Bengals have tiebreakers over a lot of teams that are trying to get into the playoffs. And you can just add, you know, Tennessee to that list. You know, Tennessee plays in a garbage division. So that's going to help them regardless. But we still have the tiebreak over the Dolphins if it gets to that point, the Jets. Um, so and, you know, hopefully, um, you know, we can you know make up some more ground in the division later on here as we get closer to the end of the season. But yeah, sorry. Right. So, yeah, like I said, the game boring, just like the playoff game was kind of boring. Um, you know, for the South Florida TV update that I've been giving on this podcast, we did not get this game, even though it would probably be the national game because of the records of the two teams and the implications. Local coverage here in South Florida dictated the Dolphins versus um, the, the Texans or hosting the Texans, which was 30 to nothing at halftime. And they did not switch it over. Uh, and then our other game, we got Tampa and the Browns. So, yeah, not 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 a great look all around for that. So, you know. As we've said before, there are nefarious means to be able to watch the game or you can just follow the game tracker on, on ESPN. And that's kind of what, you know, me and uh, uh, the goat killer did. Uh, so, yeah, Titan strike first. And the Bengals had a pretty good drive going and then like one bad play and then something happened. And then that was like a pass interference on Chris Evans on uh, which should have been a third down conversion for um, T Higgins got wiped out. Nothing happens. And then it's just field position there for a while. You know, the, Bengals defense playing well. We'll talk about them in a little bit. They get pinned back inside our 10. The Bengals get pinned back inside of our 10. You know, they make a little bit of headway. Have to punt. Uh, Drew Cashman, you'll shout out later on as well. Um, then the Titans get the ball back. They can't really do much. Bengals get pinned again. And then finally, on the one of this freaking back and forth or field position, the Titans get a, you know, play down the field. Bengals hold them with that, you know, inside um, this 20 yard in the red zone titans take a lead three to nothing yay such a boring and exciting game right so then the Bengals um get a chance to got strike back after that and they wind up driving down the field offensively we really need to talk about and we'll get to burrow in a bit um the game that hayden hurst had and the game that t higgins had we'll talk about him more in the second half you know hayden hurst has come into this team um and given Whereas the numbers might be a little bit similar near the end of the year, he's given a much more flashy version of tight end play um, than C.J. Uzama did. Just a headsy player, doesn't go down, seeks out contact, 
can make hella catches, and he had one great one here today. Um, yeah, uh, Hayden Hurst has been a great addition uh, to the Cincinnati Bengals offensive unit. And then, look, we've been making fun of him since he joined the team. We call him Samwise Ganji, affectionately. Uh, so my JP Ryan gets the start today as Joe Mixon is in concussion protocol. Um, doesn't have a great number in terms of yards for the day. I think he only wound up with like 58, something like that. Whereas the Bengals as a team went over 100 yards. He just had plays that were effective. You know, <laughs> you know, he was effective running. You know, there's a couple of times he gets caught behind his line of scrimmage, but he's the anti-Joe Mixon in the fact that, you know, see a hole, hit a hole. There's no dancing. There's no trying to shift and try to bounce things out. It's see a hole, be a hole. You know, if it winds up with a three-yard gain, that's fine. If it winds up with a two-yard gain, that's fine, too, for him. But he's not trying to bounce something to try to take it to the house all the time. Um, so, yeah, so shouts out to him as well. So we get to a 3-3 game. Yay, again, all that excitement. Whole not, uh, not a whole lot's happening again until the Bengals kick the ball off. And it's like, okay, I'm watching this on GameCast. Like, oh, okay, Bengals tied the game. Cool. And then by the time. I might hit the refresh button on ESPN. It was 10 to nothing. I'm like, what the, or 10 three. I'm like, what the hell happened? So, you know, you have to wait a little bit of time for that to catch up. You know, a, a standard screen pass, you know, the, the Titans swinging out to there. A hat on a hat, man. Like the Titans had it blocked up perfectly. Every Bengal player had a Titan player in front of them, and he takes it all the way down the field. And shouts out to Cam Taylor Britt, which we're going to get to here momentarily, too. He runs that play down from behind and he punches that ball out like he was Mike Tyson and that ball hits the ground and then it rolls into the end zone. OK, so now this is the goat killer and I are calling the Jesse Bates debate. I I'm watching this. He's telling me before I saw it like, oh, Bates could have jumped on that fumble or whatever. So when I finally did see it, like Bates's momentum is fully going in the opposite direction of where that ball is. I mean, he gave it a college try at the end there, but. I don't think there's any way he could recover in that regard and get that one. So I'm going to have to vote down Goat Killer on that. So, boom, yeah, 10-3, to not a great look for the defense there, uh, who had been shutting Henry down. And over the course of the game, when you look at the final stats, he was completely shut down. There was no um, King Henry types of moments other than that screen pass. But on the ground, him being able to run the ball that way, it was definitely nothing like that. So, yeah, 10-3, to Cincinnati down here in nashville uh get the ball back here as you get closer to halftime and it gets to 10 to 10. uh you know the Bengals drive the ball down the field cedric peep uh some some <laughs> i can't even say it samwise ganji some igp ryan gets himself into the end zone uh it's 10 to 10 with a little about uh under two minutes to go the titans do get a chance to drive down the field before halftime but their kicker that they called up um, this is a, a fairly easy field goal. I think it was 35 yards, and he pushed it way right, um, you know, so we don't get a chance to see uh, what we call affectionately Fat Randy um, do anything to actually, uh, you know, hurt the Bengals again. So 10-10 at half. I saw it at halftime, and I'm like, okay, I guess they're in the game. But Tennessee's offense is not great. I think we all know that. And if we're not going to be able to get King Henry to be running the ball and doing these types of things, uh, they're going to struggle. Ryan Tannehill, we talked about this before, needed absolute therapy after that game, the playoff game where he threw those three interceptions. Needed legitimate therapy to, you know, kind of get his mind right after that. Well, now at 
the Titans, who've probably been looking at this game all year as a revenge game, had to be thinking, like, how in the hell are we still in this tight game in this situation? And so this comes back to what we have to talk about. If there's a game that's close, you always have to look at coaching and quarterback. Not necessarily in that order, because sometimes if the quarterback is that good, they can uh, outplay bad coaching. We have, you know, Hutch will tell you the uh, second best quarterback in the NFL and Joe Burrow and Joe Burrow is going to come out in the second half and essentially take this game over. There will, will be no nine sacks. He's manipulating the pocket at a, uh, a freaking exceptional level at this point. He's able to get out of trouble when he needs to. He's able to run when he needs to. And he does all of those things today. Only one sack. He's able to get the ball out. And this was a really, I would call an off game for him. You know, he missed Tyler Boyd on several uh, passes, you know, on the sidelines. But T. Higgins, he didn't miss all that much. You know, T goes for over 100 yards again this game, gets the touchdown here uh, that we'll talk about that winds up giving them the lead that they never relinquish. And, you know, all of this being done without, you know, a top five wide receiver in the league who hopefully will be back next week, which we'll talk about in a second too. So, yeah, the Bengals go up. You know, and they wind up never relinquishing that lead. You know, just a great game of spreading the ball around to all of his weapons. You know, Hayden Hurst, for instance, Travion Williams had a 24-yard reception today. That was a and not a great pass from Burrow, but an unbelievable catch by Travion Williams. You know, T mossing pretty much everybody. You know, I think, um, you know, Jesse Bates or Jesse Bates. Um, yeah, what's the other wide receiver? Tyler Boyd. I think Tyler Boy only wound up having one reception today. And they were still able to essentially cruise into the second half, you know, and then we get to the end of the game. It's uh, 20 to 16. You know, the Bengals get the ball with about six minutes to go. And we saw this story actually play out uh, in one of the earlier games this year. I think it was the Falcons game where the Bengals got the ball. With around the same amount of time left, and it was like, oh, well, what are they going to do? You know, it's close enough or whatever that it could, you know, we don't want to give them the ball back. And the Bengals get the ball, take the ball, and just kill the clock, you know, 90-some-odd yards in that game, and it just killed the game. But the Bengals in this situation, same situation. They start driving the ball down the field. They start killing the clock. Tick-tock, tick-tock, tick-tock. And then finally... You know, they get inside the red zone. And it's like, oh, okay, let's go. You know, again, coaches and quarterbacks. I almost caught him, Ryan Day. I might as well. Zach Taylor has this uh, this idea of taking the ball out of the hand of his quarterback when things are in a certain situation. And he did this too. You know, inside the 20 yard line, they just go completely conservative and just we're going to be like, you know what? The defense is playing well. Let's go ahead and kick this field goal will win the game, you know, and have the defense win the game, you know, be up by seven and, you know, the Titans needing a touchdown to win. And again, offensively, the only way they got a touchdown was on some fumble shit at the end of the, you know, uh, at the, you know, early in the second quarter. All right, bet. Here we go. Oh, here's the field goal. Yay. Oh, wait a minute. Penalty, personal foul, like personal foul on a kick. What is this? And the one of the D tackles there decided to assault, uh, <laughs> assault the Bengals long snapper there, uh, with Cal Amaditis. And, uh, 
you know, it's a 15-yard penalty. It's an automatic first down. Bengals have the ball, and Titans had no timeouts, and they just kneel it out and run it out. 20 to 16. What? What? Seven and four. So the Bengals, much like last year, kind of got to this point where they started to, you know, start stacking wins in the second half of the season. This is three wins in a row at this point. Next week we have and host the Chiefs and another rematch of the AFC Championship game, but this time in Cincinnati. But you know they had beat them in Cincinnati, you know, what, two or three weeks prior to that, you know, the championship game in Kansas City. You know, uh, the defense played exceptionally well in both of those games. Uh, with the Chiefs only scoring three points in the second half of both of those games, I don't think that you could expect that kind of effort this year. But you know, we'll do our game day preview before Hutch and I. But um, watching the Chiefs right now, I, you know, you fear for you know Kermit the quarterback there. You know, you you have to fear Mahomes. Like he he he's the real deal. His offensive weapons obviously not as good as without Tyreek Hill, but they're still pretty good because they have a good quarterback. Oh, but their defense is trash. Like, they got some okay pass rushers, but if they don't get home, cancel Christmas. It, it's They're going to get picked apart completely. You know, so the Chiefs are in this thing like, well, we got to outscore people. The Bengals have to be in a situation where they can't get down 28 to 3 or whatever the hell it was at the championship game. Like, they just can't do it. Like, they cannot do that again. Because their defense is not as good as it was last year to be able to withstand, you know, only giving up three points in the second half. So, but that's next week. We get to enjoy this week and this win. Like I said, game balls out. Hayden Hurst, T. Higgins, Sam Eyes, Ganji, uh, or Samaj P. Ryan. Uh, game balls out to Cam Taylor Britt on my end. Uh, Goat Killer, you got any game balls outside of those that crew? Okay, so no other game ball. Yeah, Eli Apple had a couple of decent plays, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, it an all-around great win. And just the FYI, entire, the yeah, the entire defensive line, DJ Reader quoted, we is them after they shut that down last year and that defensive line. And, again, you're playing without Josh Tupau, who was one of your better run-stopping defensive tackles, you know, but Jay Tufele, you know, steps up. You know, seeing Cam Sample out there on a couple of plays, you know, making those types of things. B.J. Hill, Sam Hubbard on setting the edge for defensive ends, man, is probably one of the best in the league, if not the best. You know, his sack numbers might be down this year, but he's done a great job of making sure that the Bengals, you know, um, set the edge in the in in their run defense. Um, so yeah, but we'll deal with the Chiefs when we have to deal with the Chiefs. You know, they're currently running through the the Rams who are punchless to say the least as their Super Bowl hangover will continue another week. Uh, but yeah, uh, just shout out and game boss to those dudes. All right. So we got to uh, um, swing it around the AFC North as we finish up here. Again, I got a chance to see both games. Unfortunately, uh, as the Dolphin game got to the end of its blowout, they wound up switching that over to the Ravens game. So I got a chance to see the last six minutes or so. Um, and you know, uh, a bad fumble by the Ravens, and even though the uh, the Jags score out of that, they only get a field goal. Uh, freaking Lamar gets the ball back, throws a ridiculous pass and catch to oh god, who was that? Yeah, Deshaun Jackson, uh, sets up their go ahead touchdown, uh, and two point conversion. And so now, 
the uh, the Titans are down by seven, or Titans, the Jags are down by seven. Uh, you know, we got Trevor Lawrence out there, and we're like, well, let's see what he can do. And he takes them, you know, down the field significantly. You know, shouts out to old Bengal Marvin Jones, uh, the wide receiver that they wind up getting from the Cardinals, uh, made a couple of catches as well. And they take the ball right down the field. So I say the goat killer with, you know, probably under a minute left or so. Jags ain't going nowhere. They're not going to the playoffs, anything like that. I'm like, you do not play for overtime here. You go for the win. You do not. And so they score the touchdown. They line up for two. And then I think it's Christian Kirk winds up catching the uh, – who caught it? Okay. So, yeah, he winds up catches it, uh, catching it, uh, two-point conversion. They win. And then, you know, Goat Killer shots it out. He's like, do not squib kick it. And they friggin' squib kicked it. Like, instead of kicking it to the end zone, they squib kick it, knowing that Justin Tucker's there, the best kicker ever in the world, especially from long range. Oh, so they get the ball at their 40 and then one pass play and they wind up getting it close to the target line for him. And so they run Justin Tucker out, Justin Tucker out there is a 67 yard attempt. It would be the longest field goal in NFL history. And he lines it up. He kicks and that shit was, couldn't have been any more straight, but it was probably three to five yards short of crossing that crossbar. Jags escape. Ravens lose seven and four, just like the Bengals. Again, they have a two and one record in the division, so they wind up getting through. The Browns game, they went in overtime and they defeat the the Tom Brady Buccaneers there. What they score a field goal at the end or a touchdown? Yeah, 23, uh, 23 17. They win. We hate the Browns. Doesn't matter. They still suck. They get their rapist back next week. Excuse me. Accused rapist. Um, back next week um, and uh, you know they're just playing out the string as well but you know they're going to have some juice with them when they come back next week that's for sure and I think go killer look up and see who the Ravens play next week the the Browns go to Texas to play the Texans who are definitely not going to want Deshaun Watson to come back in there and shine the little the, the, I'm calling that already you can call that a dub bet all your money and your houses on, on the freaking Texans next week and then uh uh, the Steelers play the Lions or the Colts on Monday Night Football, and the Ravens play the Broncos. Where's that game? In Baltimore. So yeah, no. Russ is shot. Got his own players yelling at him. It's not a good look. And then the Steelers play the Falcons. All right, perfect. So yeah, Bengals definitely got the tough end of the stick on that one. Uh, you know, as we host the Chiefs, a couple of easy games for the folks in the division. But well, you know, let's see what happens. You know. 4.15 or 4.25 next Sunday. Hopefully we'll be back here talking around 8 o'clock or so about a dub. Um, all right. So if you're on the, the listening on the podcast side, this is usually where Hutch hits us with his uh, uh, song recommendation that recaps, you know, how he's feeling about the game. But I ain't going to do that. That's Hutch's baby. So as the producer of this podcast, I'm signing off. Remember, you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, rate, review, subscribe on the YouTube channel at Who Day Over 40. That's it. I'm gone. I'll see you later. Seven and four tastes a lot better than six and five. Peace.